Uh, this guy is called the Standing Streamer. with regret and you're watching putting you over oh hello everybody welcome to putting you over i am the standing streamer and i am not happy tonight uh anyways that's what we're doing tonight but tonight on this show we are going to get educated and schooled in a little NWA wrestling with the doctor, Robert Stinson from the NWA podcast. He's going to be coming on at 9.15, I hope, says Vanessa, 9.15. And then at 10- good evening, Rob. How are you doing? Hey, good evening. How's it going? Right. Uh, pretty good. Go over here. Good. Excellent. I'm having... The most terrible. Can you hear me, Robert? Oh yeah, man, I hear you great. Awesome. I have an, the most terrible technical time, and it all came at the wrong time. Uh, <laughs> we were just saying at the start of the show. Um, me and a couple of the people we share a Zoom account. It's a paid account. We share it, and we we all use it. So every day before I get ready to do the show, you know, I log in and and click it, and it's good to go and. Today, the login didn't work. I'm like, oh, I probably didn't capitalize something. So I do it again, nothing working. I DM the person. I'm just like, did you change the password? Blah, blah, blah. No answer from them. Now I'm starting to panic. I'm like, oh, crap. And uh, I'm like, all right, well, we'll use my Zoom account, although it's not paid. And we'll just go with it from there. Now, the rumor I've heard is that they shut you down. They, they cut the call off. 40 minutes in, but I've heard from some high sources in the Zoom, quote-unquote, usage, people that use Zoom a lot, tell me that as long as we have three people, no more than three, we won't get cut off after 40. Yeah, we, we, I mean, we, we run into 
technical issues like literally every time we, we've been doing this for a while now gary's been doing it forever yeah and it's something like every day we'll come in we're just kind of staggered we're not really this punctual all the time you know yeah we'll come in and there's always something going on but we <laughs> on one occasion we did that we had to go with a, a yep. just the uh the pro bono yep. zoom account we had like whoa 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 there. stop we the clock off, man we we're tripping out we're like oh we gotta end it we're gonna we saw the countdown we're like hey everybody we're gonna end this and go on to the nwa pod zoom and and, and try that so but if we got three i think we'll be fine i think yeah, we're good i think we'll so, be fine I think no more than three so and uh you know we'll we'll play it by ear they they cut us off yeah, we just man. I, I make the hot tag and we go back in that's right yeah how are you doing tonight sir first of all Shoot, i'm better better than i deserve man better than you deserve my braves, my braves got their first uh, win of the year uh tonight so i'm a i know you're a red sox fan and yep. nothing but respect for the red sox uh but uh, we, uh you know we have labored and yeah. have suffered for for years too down here in in, in georgia so <laughs> yep they uh Sox got i don't think anyone has suffered more than i have when it comes to teams well, that's because you, you cheer are, for a Are Canadian you a Toronto fan? Or a... No, I'm a Tigers fan. <laughs> oh, that's Tigers, okay. That's yeah. Hey, no, you uh, you just got you got the Tigers just signed Carson Palmer, uh, player out of from this neck of the woods, uh, played at Vanderbilt, fantastic player, man. And yeah, they I just saw that come across my little MLB update today, and uh, so I think you know you guys got really, really, really big things in store for you there in Detroit. Um, I love, I love the Tigers. One of the Comerica Park's one of my favorite stadiums. Oh, it's great. Yeah, no, five to 10 years ago, that was um, our year to win, and we didn't. So I have no hopes anymore. <laughs> That's how I felt last year. And I'm also a Falcons fan. I know you're, you're soccer, and I like soccer too, but yeah. uh, you know, I'm from the deep south. So yeah. here, you know, pro football and, and college football is almost religious. And uh, yeah. um, about, uh, the same year, the Georgia Bulldogs, my Georgia Bulldogs and my Atlanta Falcons were like, they snatched defeat from the jaws of victory. And I kept, I was like, man, this is it. This I'm going to be talking about this 20 years from now that that was our missed opportunity. So, <laughs> um, I, I I do like um, I love soccer. I'm a big Liverpool fan. I am an NFL fan. Now it's gonna this. I'm a Red Sox, Celtics, Bruins fan at heart. But you'll like this. I'm not a Patriots fan. And I know that oh, the Patriots is probably <laughs> not a good subject to bring up with the Falcons. So I am actually not a Patriots <laughs> fan. I am a Tennessee Titans fan. Okay. I go that, way back. Was that? Just I, out of curiosity. My older brother was a Warren Moon fan. We were Houston Oilers fans. Okay. We loved the Oilers, blah, blah, blah. We followed them all the way. We stuck with them when they changed to Tennessee. So I always have to tell people that because everyone assumes I'm a Patriots fan all the time. I get right. it all the time. So where I am in upstate New York, I get like they know I'm a Red Sox fan. I get a lot of flack because they're probably a Giants fan or a Jets fan, and mm-hmm. and like I'm like, nope, not a Patriots fan. I'm a Titans. When I fan. get into uh, discussions with like sports fans, um, you know, I, like you know, we were talking with Eddie Eddie Kingston the other night. We spent it was so gracious, and we spent a lot of time talking before before we we actually started recording. You know, and we were just talking baseball and stuff, and. You know, when you talk to people who like really, really, truly love the sport, a lot of times there's not an answer. Like if you'd come up and said, I'm a Patriots fan, yeah. I would have said, man, nothing but respect. <laughs> nothing but respect. You know, you yeah. don't like them, I respect them. You know, and that's, a, you know, uh, Kingston's a, a kid from the Bronx, and he's a 
Yankees fan, and they have tortured us and you oh. for, for years and years and years. But I don't hate the Yankees. Not like I hate, you know, the Mets. The Mets. I, I respect the Yankees. <laughs> uh, fun fact, I, ha- I actually have three brothers. And uh, my older one, me and him are like kind of the same with our sports team. The younger two are twins, and uh, they clash in all sports. So I have one younger twin that's a Braves fan. Loves the Braves. He was so mad at their first game because he blamed the fact that they had to have a DH <laughs> is the reason they lost. Mm-hmm. And I was like, "Well, uh, Eric, they didn't they didn't score. Like they didn't, they couldn't hit or get any runs. Like that could be a reason." Yeah. And then for football, that's right. Yeah. The the most the oddest thing in the world for football. One of them's a Lions fan. The other's a Packers fan. They're twins. And I'll tell you right now. It made Sundays hell. Just <laughs> Lions, he's for me. Your <laughs> Lions fan, Nessa. Yeah, so I yeah I can't cheer for any Toronto team. I just can't do it. And I'm you know, so I'm a... like it makes me not Canadian, but I just can't do it. <laughs> That's cool. I I uh, you know uh, Matthew Stafford is a Georgia boy and yeah. uh, uh, played at the University of Georgia, and so I've always. Yeah, I've always rooted for the Lions. Uh, it's one of those like there. There are several teams that I really, really like. You know, I like the Titans because they're local. We we can go. We can almost get to the Titans Stadium quicker than we can get to, you know, the the Mercedes Benz Superdome down there. But I've always liked the Lions too, and uh, I always like Barry Sanders, and I uh, really love Matt Stafford. I think he's one of the great unsung, underrated quarterbacks. And uh, the reason that they're in the picture, you know, is because yeah. of him. And um, so I have, I have nothing but respect for the Lions. Also remember that they seem to always be the team that would play on Thanksgiving. Yep. You know, so they always have yes. Thanksgiving classic. And, and uh, so yeah, it, whenever we watch the, you know, we watch the parade and then we watch football and it was usually like, I think maybe the Redskins play, but I, I remember the, the Lions always played on Thanksgiving. So. Yep. Yeah. Lions, always, last couple of years has been like Lions Bears. Yeah. Oh, Lions. Yeah. Good lord! Have a field <laughs> my day. son's a Bears fan. My son goes to school in Norwich, but uh, uh, he, uh, my daughter uh, is in, is in co- my oldest. I have four kids. I have two in college. I have a ten-year-old uh, Piper who's yep. the face you see behind. And then I have a, and then I have my. <laughs> I'm right back in it, guys. I got a twenty-month-old. So oh my goodness, <laughs> I'm right gracious. back in the game. But uh, uh, my son's a Bears fan. I don't know how that started or anything, but, uh, you know, so I kind of root for them too. It's just one of those things like kind of like you, you know, when yeah. you got relatives that yeah. pull for them. You, you Family solidarity is a big deal for us. And, and uh, you yeah. know, it's cool. Yeah. Well, you know, we could talk, we probably could talk sports for an hour, but um, <laughs> I would love to talk some wrestling as well. Uh, you're a huge wrestling fan. Uh Mm-hmm. Obviously, I'd like to ask everyone what's the first memory that they have, their first wrestling memory that's stuck in their brain. I always feel someone has one that they, attra- uh, you know, attach to, like like a your first girlfriend or or something like that. Like, what's your first memory? Well, we, I, I don't ever remember life. I do have a, I do have a kind of a, a somewhat distinct memory. Uh, I, I don't ever remember wrestling not being in my life. For me, it's, it's you know, wrestling is important because it's, it's about family and, yep. and, and solidarity and all that, those kinds of things. My brother and I, and I don't want to get in here and tell some kind of sob story. My brother and I had a fantastic childhood, but we were in generational poverty. Our parents were cool. They were never mean to us. They never abused us in, in, in like a physical or, or mean way. But my mom was an alcoholic and my dad was like 
a traveling rock and roller. You know, he, yeah. he was in bands. He was a heroin addict. He would disappear for like two years and he would pop back in. And we just, we thought he was like Captain Jack Crew. We thought he was the coolest yeah. thing. He actually kidnapped us for like two weeks one time. Oh, my my, uh, my parents divorced when I was very, very young. I don't remember them being married, but he would pop back in. And one time he came to visit and he kidnapped my brother and I. <laughs> and we had a great time, but my mom was supposed to trip yeah, out. Yeah, you, you know? guys but, were probably having uh, the time of your life. Yeah. Your mom was probably in her pants oh yeah we were having and, he, and the, you know he wasn't doing he was just he was just that's the that's the spirit he had man he, he was a drifter he was a a rambler and and you know he didn't think you know he he was very selfish you know he he thought about himself and uh but he he was always kind to us he never treated us bad when he would uh when he was there he would shower us with stuff and experiences and all that kind of thing and my mom loved him deeply and they yeah. loved each other deeply but they were just they had demons and stuff they were you know they were but the bottom the bottom line is my brother and I raised ourselves and the yeah. only reason that um, you know we didn't end up out in trouble or anything was because every night at 605 on Saturday we had to be in to watch wrestling and, and then the Braves would come on after that yep. my earliest memory is probably about 1981 1982 at that time Tommy Wildfire was the, was the biggest thing in Georgia man biggest thing I mean he was over like like nothing else man he was bigger than rick flair you know rick he flair was. was just emerging at that time you tommy wildfire rich sure was uh yeah. the, he was in uh the last battle of atlanta um buzz sawyer yeah that's yep. right thank you buzz sawyer good grief and then the best part the, the thing that you said that triggered a memory right in my mind was 605 605 705 tbs there you were Boom. No, people need to do it's so weird too, because the way they worked, like they had major this is how big Crockett promotions was. Major League Baseball yeah. was adjusting their time because they would come in on eight oh five. Saturday night was two hours. Yeah, yeah. And while everybody else was coming on at six or seven, whatever, the Atlanta Braves came on at eight oh five because of wrestling, you know. But uh my, uh, my, we had a tape recorder and my brother and I would, we would actually have our own little shows in our room and I would be, he would always, my brother's three years older than me. He'd always make me be the bad guy, always. So I was <laughs> Buzz Sawyer, you know, and he was Tommy Rich or whatever he had. He developed his own person. He called himself Johnny Quicksilver. <laughs> and we would record these tapes, man. I have one or two somewhere and we're just like, he's like siding. Gordon Sully, what do you think about this? You know, yeah. Tell me what you think about Johnny Quicksilver. You know, and this kind of stuff. And yeah, uh, yeah. And so I that's know. what that's my earliest memory is my brother and I on our little cassette tape recording our little wrestling matches, beating the hell out of each other. And I've got a scar on my head. I don't know. Um, you can kind of maybe see it right there. Yeah. That came. That scar came from a uh, a. Uh, Rhone Street heavyweight championship title match when I was uh, <laughs> probably about seven years old and I lost that match, but he used the foreign object and you can see there's evidence of it. They yeah. have <laughs> cheese grater or something. <laughs> it was a bed rail. Yeah. Used ex- <laughs> I, I, I mean, I relate so well with that because as I said, I had, I had an older brother and I had t- my younger brothers are th- I'm a three year difference. So me and my younger brothers are the same as you and your brother. My older brother's eight. And we used to just, we we would announce our LJNs. We'd have tournaments with them. We we would videotape. We'd have like small little, what people call backyard wrestling. We would have stuff like that in our house, like in the house, in the house, in the backyard. Matches would go through the my living room. I remember my mom and dad just just screaming at us. 
cookie sheets were always involved and the championship belt. See, we were ahead of our time because the championship belt that we used was like this really nice watch my dad had. Uh, it was like just a, like a, <laughs> like a looked, it might have been platinum. I don't know what it was, but it was shiny and it was nice. And, uh, you know, like the diamond ring MJF wears right now, but we were, we'd use that and the matches were insane. So you're, you're right. It's like, it's the camaraderie and it's the bringing togetherness of wrestling. Mm-hmm. I, I've said multiple times on this show and just to people in my everyday life, like you either were a wrestling fan or you are a wrestling fan. And and that's just the way it is. And and everybody everybody can relate. Um, did you get any flack like growing up as a kid being a wrestling fan, or even now with like you're you're an athletic director, like you you're you have high up things, like you do you do really, really important stuff. Like, do you get flack for being as big of a wrestling fan as you are? It might be different because you're you're so down you're deep south. It might be totally different. Right. Yeah. It's uh, down here. It's, uh, you know, United States is big yeah. and, and uh, you know, every region you go to is different. I imagine that probably the two places in the country where it's safest to be a wrestling fan are probably the Northeast yeah. and the Southeast, you know, yeah. um, we, when I grew up, everybody was a wrestling fan, you know I mean? My, my, in the, in the, the housing development, the project that we lived in, that's all, that's all we talked about. We'd make belts out of aluminum foil yeah. and stuff. And we had, man, we had like, variety of time we had now this is in the roan street project you know and we had the texas championship because the world yeah. class would come on we had the new jersey championship you know random stuff that meant nothing but everybody had some kind of title that we made out of aluminum foil and cardboard uh going up now uh, you'd be surprised i think that with with piper's boats the, the show that we put out on the podcast that, that's sort of my my daughter's project it's uh She's very interested in Broadway and theater, and she loves wrestling and baseball too, more or less because I like it yeah. and she wants to do things with me. But we we've got nothing but positive responses from that, and you'd be surprised at how many people. I think wrestling. Don't give me. I don't want to sound crude here. I don't want to sound like dismissive. Wrestling gets this reputation of being like this white trash, yeah. you know, like like what I was growing up, you know, like ghetto trailer park and, and there's nothing wrong with that those people are people and they need entertainment and they and they, they have their yeah. you know they need to fill their voids as well too but wrestling is in our view and this is the mission of Piper's notes wrestling is um is just as much a form of, of creative and performance art as broadway as rock and roll as theatric sports like baseball it has as much drama i mean we've had pro wrestlers like uh uh earl caddick and and uh um uh, Frank Gotch go into the White House, yeah. be invited by presidents. They were honored in that time, and it, it was a it was considered something of a national pastime. And um, so, more more times than not, we've been greeted with, "Hey, man, thank you for saying that," because we're you know we want to be embarrassed by by wrestling. I've never felt like marginalized or bullied or anything like that. In fact, um, wrestling is full of very very intelligent people. You've got yourself, you've got Vanessa, you've got guys like uh, Mick Lee who speaks freaking six languages you've got william patrick corgan you've got yeah. josephus who's a professor at a college in in middle tennessee i mean you've got gary horn and will martin who are two of the smartest guys i know wrestling appeals to to human instincts it appeals to that, that 
need in us for something higher, something greater. It's Greek mythology. I mean, yeah. <laughs> so, <laughs> excuse me. We rapidly defend the, like, the literary and performance merit of wrestling on its own terms, not comparing it to anything else. Wrestling is a legitimate form of culture, and it's high culture. It's not crude. It's not crass. It has been. Don't get me wrong. Yeah. I mean, there have been periods that I think are black stains on, on the history of the sport, but, uh, but mo- more often than not, we've gotten very, very positive feedback. It's, um, I mean, you couldn't have said it better. I couldn't have said it better myself. You did a phenomenal job. I get, I get flack all the time that I'm still a wrestling fan and then I still enjoy it. Um, I would say I get flack too, but then the thing is, is all these people will come up to me who give you flack and be like, oh, did you watch on Friday? I was bored, so I just decided to watch. Yeah. Well, why did you watch? Exactly. <laughs> yeah, right, 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 exactly. <laughs> let, let me tell you, I mean, I was in, I'm I'm the public education ambassador for Walker County in, in Northwest Georgia. I was in the governor's office mm-hmm. two or three days ago, I, and I, I've met every governor. I've met every governor for the last four or five gov- you know, iterations since I've been in public education. And uh, so much so that, like, our, our senator recognizes me. They know us. They know we're coming. We don't go there to talk politics. Thing. I'm pushing public education interests and all that. And I got to where I wore my 10 pounds of, of gold lapel pin. And I'm thinking, I'm in this office. And I'm like, holy cow, man. This office has been occupied by some of the greatest people ever, Jimmy Carter. President Jimmy Carter sat in this office as governor. And I, now I brought 10 pounds of gold. And Governor Kemp, and I'm not here to, to endorse Kemp or anything, but I thought it was cool that the governor of the state of Georgia, like, recognized the pen. Dude, that, I mean, he didn't say dude, but he's like, hey, so you're, he he has grown up with wrestling. And he is in the, the state of the highest power in the state of Georgia. Now, I tweeted that. Somebody yeah. took issue with it, you know, and I engaged him a little bit and tried to, you know, bring some positivity, but they were just closed-minded. And, oh, you're, uh, you're being political, whatever, man. I'm not, I'm not even going to address that. The point is. My champ, the real world's championship, the symbol of the real world's championship was in the office of the governor of the state of Georgia, office occupied by Lester Maddox, by Jimmy Carter, by all these governors, you know, by, uh, you know, Eugene Talmadge, who was on the cover of Time magazine during World War II, you know, they occupied that same office. And so don't be, don't be shamed. Don't be humble. Don't, you know, stand your ground and, and you don't have to be. You don't owe them. Uh, you don't owe them any <laughs> defense at all, other than to say, you know what, wrestling is legitimate entertainment and it's performance art along the lines of Broadway. Yes, uh, I was just going to make a comment about that too, because um, wrestling with Emma in the Twitch chat said that wrestling to her, I, I guess it's a female, it says Emma. Wrestling to her is the highest form of art, and we've had, I think, Vanessa, we've had a, a well, we were going to have two. We had Gabby Ortiz independent wrestler from up north she knew nothing about wrestling she was a theater girl she did acting and this and that and that's what drew her in was the theatrics and we were going to talk to casey cattell but she got sick and the same thing with her and she's gone on to do amazing things uh i mean wrestling is an art form uh i definitely uh I do, I do get flack from it, but it's just, it's not from a ton of people. It's just from some close friends that know it push, pushes my buttons. But something that you brought up that made me, it triggered something in my brain because you work in the school, you work with with kids, you're you're very involved in that in wrestling. 
um, there's like like for example, there's a, a pro wrestling club for middle school kids in Georgia. Uh, let's see, they're on Twitter, uh, pro wrestling club. Yeah, that's what it's called at pro wrestling club CL one. Uh, I know they're down right. there in Georgia, and he's making a belt, and he's reaching you know the at risk kids, uh, and he's he's reaching them through wrestling, and he, he's building a club, and he's getting it. Uh, you know, all approved by the school and stuff like that. Here, I can post. I'll post the link in the chat. I I've been talking to these guys for a while. They're down in Georgia because I wanted to have them on. Uh, there it is in the Twitch chat. If someone wants to pass that along somewhere, I and I can give you that information after. But it it is like, and I I work with the kids I work with are school age kids. They're probably seventh seventh eighth graders. You know, some. They all have a diagnosis of autism, but, you know, it's a spectrum, so there's different levels. And um, they they love wrestling. Like, I relate so well with them with wrestling. Like, when they find out I'm a wrestling fan, it blows their mind. They just want to talk, 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 and they don't talk to anybody. And they're just like, blah, 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 blah. Do you – they found out I went to a house show. They're like, did you see this guy? Did you see this guy? You saw Randy Orton, blah, blah. They wanted my pictures. It It can – bring people together and it's just uh great like that and i I wanted to uh like the kids you deal with you you educate them on wrestling from the past and how it's so much better than wrestling from today well my my i uh i've been in the same school system for 15 years i was at the middle school before i went to high school and so in many in most instances i've i've known these kids like yeah their whole lives and their families. So we're very, we're very close too. I mean, it, it's, it's, you know, for fam- family is, is the thing, man. It comes about everywhere. And so, yeah, there we, we, we've done, we did a, a fantastic tribute to, to Nick Aldis on the 500th day. And it was basically all of my students who share, we call we call regional high. We call it NWA high. That's what we call it. And uh, cause they're all about it. And actually just to, I, I don't want to spoil anything here, but you know, there's no, no reason to sit on it. Um, we give out an award um, every year. It's kind of like our Heisman Award. Yeah. And we name it after Von Bell, who is one of our distinguished graduates. He, he played for the New Orleans Saints, now plays for the Cincinnati Bengals. Well, because of the COVID situation, normally Von comes and presents the award to our male and female athletes of the year. Yeah. He's not able to do that because of the, the way that the season's panning out. So this year, the man coming to defend our belt is, or excuse me, to, to present our, our trophy is Nick Aldis. Nick Aldis is coming and he's going to bring the belt and he's going to be presenting our Von Bell Awards for top athletes at NWA High at Ridgeland High School. And, and our kids know him. They respect him. Our, our kids are very informed about yeah. wrestling and they, you know, our teachers love it. They know me and they know I'm kind of quirky about that. So uh, that's awesome. It's, it's pretty cool, man. Yeah, that's that's great. It's amazing. I mean, but Nick Aldis does that. He, he does. He, he, inv- he does a lot of work with schools and and it's not just like we're unique. He that's, he is a not only is a great, great fighting champion, he's also a statesman and ambassador for the sport, just like Thunder Rosa is. Well, fight. Let's we can hold off on the word fighting champion. He hasn't really fought in a while, Robert. We can say champion. <laughs> yeah, yeah. No. We can talk about that too. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I do. I say it in jest because it's fun to joke about. Because really, he doesn't have a choice. You yeah. know, nothing. He can't do anything. But you you are yeah. seeing you are seeing like Eddie Kingston he showed up here and and you know uh, uh 
well, Ricky Starks left, but th- there's people showing up. I mean, I would like to see Nick Aldis show up somewhere. Just show mm-hmm. up. I mean, I don't know the logistics of that, how that would work or could it work, uh, but it would be nice just to see him in a ring because we haven't in so long. At least I haven't. And I, I think he does too. I mean, I think that, you know, um, because Nick is a fighting champion, that this is very, un- this whole yeah. situation is uncomfortable for him. I mean, he's known for the Aldous Crusade. He's known for these amazing prize fights against guys like James Storm, you know, Tim Storm, Marty Skrull. Uh, the list goes on and on and on. You know, he's one of only three or four men to ever make Sting tap out. You know, he's, he's this, he's amazing. So he wants to wrestle. And I think that they're, they're working those, on those things right now. Um, the, the thing about the NWA, I, I view the NWA is not really a promotion, but a meta promotion. It's a, it's, it's an overarching promotion. I mean, you've got a lot of, yeah. uh, there's a lot of legitimate titles out there. I think that the, the Raw SmackDown belt for the Universal and and uh, uh, I don't I can't even name the other title. That well, the, the, that's the problem. There's too many over you know, there. First too many, of all, you know. But the New Japan belt, the AEW, those are all legitimate championships. They have a legitimate claim, but they are all the children of the NWA. And so, um, the, the world's champion, the real only world's champion. champion, is Nick Aldis. Yeah. And and I and I believe that they all believe that too. I mean, Chris Jericho obviously has deep generation for the interview triple h has 10 pounds of gold in his office at wwe headquarters i'm sure that's how much they respect and if you ask people who are rooted in their history and really love the sport all of them will tell you the belt that nick aldis holds that is the one they want that's the and so i i I don't think that i don't think that uh, barring just working out some logistics like you allowed i think that we're going to see that i mean um obviously i don't we have a relationship with them and, and, and we're in conversation with, but we don't know the details of what's being said between him and Maureen and Josephus and, yeah. and, uh, and all this, but, but I, I feel like that's coming. I feel like the, uh, the, for instance, the, the Eddie Kingston situation, I think that's going to play out. Uh, I think they both want it. And if the, the landscape plays out favorably, they'll, they'll find a place to do it and, and, and it'll happen. If that's the only match on the card, they can have my money. <laughs> what match? All this versus who? All this versus no. If it's all this versus Kingston, they can oh, just whatever. It. They just put whatever price tag on it. I'm gonna pay it. Yeah. I don't care. There doesn't have to be any other matches. That's it. I'm just. And you saw Ricky Morton. Ricky Morton offered his venue to to be the host venue. Yeah. Uh, the School of Morton. He's like, hey, we'll have it here. They want it. They're they're and and and. We were in Patreon conversation the other night with Billy Corgan, and they had nothing but positive things to say about the direction. And uh, we, we've been told that things are coming out, original content's coming out maybe as early as this month. Um, so the NWA is fine. They're, you know, uh, they're, they're very deliberate. They want to make sure – for them, it's all about – they don't want the quality of what we do or the prestige of the brand to take any dip as a result of rushing things back. Just You've got a that, core yeah. base of fans that, that are always going to be there no, no matter what. People that might have dipped away. And, and it's not like, it, you know, the world is big enough. It's not like it has to be the NWA or WWE or AEW. Go and enjoy those things. They're great things. I love one of my favorite wrestlers in the world is Shinsuke Nakamura. I love him. I To me, he can do no wrong. I love Chris Jericho. I love, uh, 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 you know, Brody King. I think, I think that it's all these things, man, I, you don't have to – 
you don't have to, it's not one of the other. So I think the NWA is not hurting itself necessarily by being delivered. It doesn't have a, t- a TV deal. The, the prestige yeah. is what it is. Just a little bit of history. And I don't want to you know, monopolize the conversation, but um, Earl Caddick, a lot of people will trace the roots of the NWA to 1948. And, and that's true. It, it was formally, you know, organized them, but it's not like, um, it's not like, that just happened like overnight. The end of a form because they wanted to clear up some confusion. Really, the lineal title that Nick Aldis holds goes back to 1908, and some would say even before that. But there was a champion that I consider an NWA champion. His name was Earl Caddick, and he was the world champion at the time that World War I broke out. Good grief. Now, this man left as the champion, fought in World War I, Came back two years later, left in like 1917, came back in 1920, 21, and defended the title, still as the champion. So, you know, these breaks in, in defenses are not unprecedented. Luther sometimes would go, he might defend the belt four times a year. Uh, obviously, it is in, um, it's in uh, Nick Aldis's blood. He wants to be a fighting champion. Yeah. We've also said that it doesn't have to be defended all the time, but he does want to defend it. But the prestige of the company is not hurt one bit, I don't think. I don't think either. I mean, the like you said, the community is just as strong as it was. It could even be stronger. And the anticipation for a return could just help them tremendously. Now, right before all this hit, we were supposed to see Marty Skrull and Nick Aldis. Mm-hmm. When you see Nick Aldis defending that title again, do you want it to be against Marty Skrull? Does it have to be against Marty Skrull? I would like to see it. It doesn't have to be. I think that I think Nick Aldis is waiting on that great career-defining feud. We've had some great feuds. I think Marty Skrull is one of them. Yeah. Um, I think, obviously, Cody, fantastic. Uh, uh, Tim Storm is just money, you know. And then there's the, the countless others that we've not seen yet, like Eddie Kingston or, or whoever's on the horizon. We've got Hennig, you know, that, that yep. is looking for a job that I think would fit perfectly in, you know, in the NWA. Uh, Rusev, you know, I mean, you got to – but I, I, I like Marty Skrull. I think, you know, that night he came into the audience and into the fire. Yeah. The place went nuts. You know, the place went absolutely pandemonium. And don't get me wrong. You know, whether you believe in heels or faces in the NWA, I have my own opinion about that. Nick Aldis is over, but when Marty Skrull walked in there, it was I haven't seen a reaction like that in a, since like the 80s. It was crazy. Place- so they bring energy. They work well together. They're good friends. I think there's a real competitiveness there between the two of them. That's legit. It's not just story writing, you know. So I would like to see it. I'd like to, to, to see that I, I tweeted when the – Right when we bought our tickets, the moment they went on sale, we bought our tickets, and I, I tweeted that and I said, "I cannot wait." You know, I'm so proud that ten years now, my daughters will brag about the night they took their dad to see Nick Aldis marry Marty Skrull. <laughs> you know, it's all in good fun. I respect the heck out of Marty Skrull. You know, but I, I'd like to see it. It doesn't have to be, but I, I would, I would like it. What, what are your thoughts on that? Um, I I'm ready for Marty Skrull and Nick Aldis, and I I hope. That when we see that belt defended, I hope that we pick up right where we left off. You can build back up to it if you want, but the next time that NWA belt gets defended, it should be against Marty Skrull. That's what we were all waiting for. I I look at it like if I went to a concert, and I've seen this before. I've been at concerts like this. 
the guitar players jamming on a riff or something and the whole band's like jamming out and they like the guitar player breaks a string or something happens and they come right back in and just pick up right where he left off like picked up on the on the right note and everything and i just i i think that's where i want it to pick back up like nothing happened really I mean, you can build back up. You can have yep. storylines. You can come back and do a bunch of tapings leading back up to it, rekindle that feud, get people, you know, into the you know, fired up again. But when that NWA belt gets defended, I want to see Marty Skrull over Snick Aldis. That's what I was ready for. Yeah, That's what, I don't I'm care what the other man. matches are, really. But <laughs> um, no, I I I hundred percent agree. I I wouldn't object to that. You know, I know that that people's careers. Uh, take routes and, yeah. and uh, things happen. They happen through history. I'm a, I'm a history guy, actually. Yeah. That's where my, that's where my, you know, my doctorate's in learning and leadership with a history. Ben, I did my, my, my dissertation on a history topic and, and, you know, you, you spend years with something you feel like you're married to, it, you know, but, yeah. uh, but uh, uh, I would, I would, you would have no objections here from the Simpsons. Not at all. Yeah. <laughs> on that. And it, it's like, you can't pick up, with the Crockett Cup. Like, you can't just say, hey, we're doing the Crockett Cup. Here, let's do that tournament. Because you can't do that. Because the Crockett Cup is at a certain time. Yep. And, and so that makes sense to me. But that title match between Aldis and Skrull, that can happen. That that yep. can, you know, be your first bout, I guess. I don't know. Um, Piper's Notes. Uh, your kid's a phenomenal show under, uh, you know, the NWA pod banner. In there, you guys, you, you just mentioned it earlier. You talked to Eddie Kingston. Mm-hmm. Um, you, you've talked to many others, wrestlers. Uh, how does, how, she's she's involved, she, she loves theater, you said. How did it come about that she wanted to do this style of show? There was a, uh, uh, there was a show that we really got into and she would say, dad, we also love, we love rock and roll. My yep. kids love music, man. I've got I've great kids, man. They're just so, they're, their hearts are so good. And they, they, they really, a lot of the interest that they get into, they do it because of me. I know it, you know, they just want to spend time with me and, and I'm more than happy to have them along. But there was a show, it's called, uh, I think it's called something like kids interviewing rock stars. Yeah. And you have these two do- Twin, well, not twins, but two sisters, and they're not much, you know, older or much younger than Piper. Sweetest kids, man. Just, I love kids, and they're, they're just sweetest kids, and they're interviewing like Danzig and <laughs> Tool and Slayer, and they're interviewing these, and these guys come in and they're so tender with them. And Piper, we would watch these episodes, and it was so cool. And then when, 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 when the thing started back in, uh, I don't know, it was February, right before COVID broke, we started doing basically a little thing just for ourselves, a fan reaction to yeah. to what Rotella and Gary were doing on, on their post show. And we would do fan reaction. We would send it to them. They would comment, like it. And sometimes we would just send it to them personally, like, hey, just uh, this is what we do. It's a ritual in our house. And um, we just started sending out, um, sending out, you know, YouTube or, or not, not YouTube, Instagram messages and Twitter messages to different personalities. And of course we go to the power tapings and usually we go like Aaron Stevens, Mick and, you know, with black belts and, yeah. and Mongrovi stuff and on that. So they know who we are and uh, they would respond and say, yeah, we, we it's, it's cool. And I guess with, with Piper, she, her life's ambition, she, 
She loves baseball. She loves rock. She really loves Broadway and theater. And she wants to do that. And she was like, you know, do you think this might be something for me to help get me used to talking to people or performing or, or engaging? And I was like, absolutely. And, you know, if you, the worst that someone can do is say no. And that's okay. Yeah, people exactly. are busy. They have, yeah. especially in wrestling, you know, people have to protect their, uh, their, they've got to protect kayfabe and they've got to protect their personality. And there's people that are, that that guard that and i respect that we there have been people that have said look you know we, we love your show we, I, I don't feel comfortable doing it right now because this is what i'm trying to do in the show and i don't want the lines to be blurred even though the world is smart to it and all that and and, and we're cool with it we tell them hey we're still fans don't worry about it yeah. we get it we're we watch wrestling our lives but it was kind of a a, a a venue for her to start to kind of express and communicate and engage in people that have theatrical interest and are in the phone of performance art. Um, and, and so that's kind of where it was born out of. And, and we got, you know, one of our first guests was uh, Thunder Rosa and, yeah. and Gary Horn and Adam Martella wrestling days. And, uh, and so it just picked up after that. And we, you know, pretty much what we ask and they say, yeah, they, and, and, uh, you know, we have a relationship where Gary is one of my best friends and Gary has spent years building up goodwill and credibility. And so uh, being able to come with him, you know, they know that we're, we're not going to do anything to damage the brand or to do anything off color or, uh, or to, you know, reveal the secrets of the business or, or that kind of thing, you know, so we're, we're going to be faithful and good stewards of uh, what's been entrusted to us. And so we met with nothing but positive feedback and, and willingness to come on. We've got a slate of people coming out. You know, we've got great shows coming up. We've got eight or nine episodes in the, in the, can ready to go and then we got a list of nine or ten people you know on the deck that we got to interview after that so it's just that it, we, we constantly do it it's fun we get to edit she gets to, to get into uh, technology she's a curator that. of YouTube yeah. content and she loves that and it just makes her a, a 21st century learner and uh, so all those things come into it you know and and then she gets to spend time with me and we and we she knows that I love wrestling and I'm passionate about it and she is too but more, it's really more me and when it comes to that angle but um so it just, it's, it's a blessing, you know, my wife's behind it. It's very time consuming, as you know, yeah. uh, you have to have family on board. We, Gary and Will, I don't know if, you, if you've ever been on a show, but we, we go on and we go, man, we, it's not a one hour podcast. Man. We'll go on maybe three, maybe four hours yeah. at a time, just because we're such good friends and it's so organic. And, uh, you know, we, when we started doing Piper's notes, our first shows were 10 minutes. 15 yep. minutes now you know the eddie kingston interview was an hour and that doesn't include all the stuff we talked about beforehand when we just got in or just just hanging out man and and, and that's i love it the the, the interview of fam is as much about the talent as, as it is about the fan base and they've been so receptive like no other wrestling entity is and you you can you can feel that i've talked with will on here i've talked with gary on here i've been in some of your shows uh you can feel it it's it's something you can grasp and feel and and it's it's all great stuff. Um does your does Piper have any and I wore I wore my Roddy Piper shirt tonight just for her. <laughs> and I didn't go with the traditional hot rod one either. I was going to, but then I was like, no, everybody wears the <laughs> hot rod one. I'm gonna wear this other one I have. Um does does she does she ever want to get in the ring? Does she ever want to take a bump? Well, uh I, I am actually, um, just through Providence, and, and the reason we didn't name Piper after Roddy Piper, we're actually Presbyterian, and so I'm, I, I'm German, my wife is Syrian, but we're Presbyterian in our faith commitment, and so 
there's that traditional Scottish Presbyterian type, you know, Pied Piper type thing. And that's where we came up with that, you know, but, but she has since become a Piper fan, but, but just through the providence of, uh, and, and in the fullness of time, when I happened to be a wrestling coach in the middle school, uh, I coached a wrestling team and I came into contact with uh, a guy who goes by the name of the nature boy, Paul Lee. He, uh, he is in the independent circuit in the Southeast. He actually is the promoter of the longest running promotion in the Southeast called the American Wrestling Federation. And uh, we actually are uploading some content on the NWA pod tonight. His stuff is good. Everybody who's anybody has come through there from Nick Aldis to Scott Hall, Kevin Nash, Ricky Morton, Road Warrior Animal, uh, Buff Bagwell, Rick Flair himself has come there. Um, they come through and it's a, it's a legitimate promotion. Yeah. It's not a backyard thing where you just some kid decided, hey, I want to do a <laughs> wrestling show. These are people that have a school that study. Um, just just to put it in perspective, we just crowned a viral champion, which is sort of their version of the of the TNT or the TV champion. His yep. name is Alex Taylor. He teaches at the Tri True School where both Nick Aldis and Tom Latimer are at. So these are legitimate guys. Legit you know? men, yeah. And I, over the years, Paul and I became really good friends. He's one of my best friends in the world, and I have been brought into the show. I don't really do any in ring bumping, although I've done Robbie Roode. I'm Robbie Roode. Yeah, yeah that's I right. Bump and uh, I've, uh, you know, my 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 daughter gets in there and she she has those ambitions because it's fun and it's been part of our life her whole life. She's never known about wrestling either, probably like your kids, you know. And uh, and so she has this any good any good you know you, you want your kids to follow in your footsteps i have tried to redirect her uh, not because there's anything shameful about wrestling but wrestling is a very hard life yeah. um, it's not glitz and glamour i mean if you make it to that big stage like uh you know in the wwe or AEW, and you've got that that con money um it's there but but people who aren't that level they're traveling performers and it's a very difficult life it's not conducive to the family it um you know, and you see, like, especially second and third generation wrestlers, it kept the demons catch up with them. And it's just, a, it's, a, it's almost a tragic story. You just have to watch, you know, Dark Side of the Ring to see what I'm talking about. And, uh, and so I don't, I don't want that life for her, but she really much, <laughs> she's very into it, man. She, if she could get a Divas or a Knockouts contract, man, she would be all about it. And of course, I support her, but I'm trying to, like, you know, I, this Broadway thing you speak about, how yeah. about that? That's a hard life too, but it's different than hard. <laughs> exactly, right? Well, um, my my two oldest daughters, this will, this will be the last thing, and then we'll wrap up. My my two oldest daughters are 11 and 7, and they, they're not they, – they watch wrestling with dad, but they, they want to do it. Like, they want to do it. Like, my kids, yeah. they're, they love gymnastics, and they're good at it, and they do it. They play all sorts of sports, but they do gymnastics. My oldest daughter can do backflips and stuff. So, <laughs> of course, dad says, well, sweetie, if you can do a backflip, you can do a moonsault. And I then I have to show her a moonsault. And she goes, oh, can I do that? Can I do that off the couch? Can I do that on the couch? Can I do it here? And I'm like, oh, my God. I was like, but if you have to do it, you have to land flat on your stomach. Yeah, yeah, I'll do it. I'm like, oh, shit. So my kids, <laughs> my kids are interesting because they don't, they're not, they don't care. Like they, they'll watch it and they love it, but they want to do it. Like they want to go out and do it. They'll see it. Like let's, let's say, for example, they watched a Thunder Rosa match. As soon as it was done, they want to go and wrestle that match. 
One of them will be Allison Kay. The other will be Thunder Rosa, and they will do it. And they will. They will do it. One of them is very stiff and belongs in Japan, and the other can sell <laughs> like a mother. Can just sell, sell, sell. So I, I don't know what I'm going to do with those two. But I know what I am going to do is I'm going to wrap up this spot with you, Robert, because I, I feel like we could just, like you said, just keep going, just keep talking. Before we know, it's three hours down the road. And uh, <laughs> I do have headlocked comics coming on here shortly. Talk to them, geek out a little bit on comics and wrestling because everybody likes that. But definitely, yeah. we're definitely going to be in touch. But before I let you go, what I like to do at the end of the show is I want to give you the mic, put over whatever you want. Say whatever you want. I will not cut you off. The floor is yours, my friend. Okay. Well, you can find me on Twitter at rstinson4. That's my primary means of um, of uh, communication about wrestling stuff. I do have a Facebook page, uh, uh, Robert Stinson. Yeah, I think Vanessa and I are friends on Facebook, and um, that's more personal stuff. You know, yeah. it's baseball. It's like just family stuff. It's not really wrestling oriented. Although I, I won't hesitate to re- to share something that's wrestling related on there. Um, you can find us. I, I've got to put over my brothers, man, uh, Gary and Will. They are yeah. they're, they're fantastic, I and mean, you can ask for better co-hosts. We we have such an organic, like, instant connection with each other. And and, and we, when you listen to our shows, I mean, and, and you guys in the house like Scooby and wrestling with MMA that, that are in the chat right now, they come in and, and that's what it is. We're just guys. We're not pretentious. We're not here to like trump knowledge or yeah. or, or lord it over anybody. We're just hanging out talking wrestling. That's why it goes so long. We're just buddies hanging out you know and the next thing you know it's three hours later and time is a scientist but that happens every sunday night and every tuesday night vanessa comes in all the time and she's in there awesome yeah and uh, she's, uh, she's nwa fam just like you are and uh that is at the nwa pod you can find us on all our social media um uh platforms at the nwa pod or the this is the nwa podcast instagram facebook youtube uh twitter it's, it's not hard to find um, hey, it's Will uh, does a, a, a daily show. It's, it, you know, based on time and, and his availability because he's very busy doing, he and his wife are both small business owners and, and he works as well. But he also works with Jay Cal, a good friend of ours, Jason Alliance Blog. with the Alliance Blog. Yep. He is also NWA fan and he's in our sort of our cohort where Gary, and you probably know this stuff, so I don't want to yeah. belabor it, but we call ourselves the Bearded Trio, but then you bring Kaylee in. And he is the uh, we're the quad squad, and now you you got your beer, so you can easily I, fit into. I know, but I got. I'm gonna have to join. We're gonna have to uh, come up with a new name. We're yeah. Gonna... Then you got Elder Sour from from uh, Ten Pound Podcast. You got RJ, all the bearded guys, man. We just got every step. You know, brings a different level. But uh, I, I promote, I support anybody who elevates the NWA. You can elevate anything else. I know you guys have a broad wrestling perspective, yep. and I support that as well. But I, you guys, you know, I've listened to some of your back episodes on on putting you over. You guys are always so positive about the brand, and uh, you generate wrestling. You were good wrestling, and and you've always said good things about our champion and about what we're doing. And so, um, so I put you over, man. And, there you uh, go. Uh, you know, we and uh, touched my heart, Rob. <laughs> <laughs> we're a fam, man. It's family. You know, we're at hashtag NWA fam. You'll see us put that on everything we put out. Hashtag NWA fam. It doesn't matter if we're talking baseball. Uh, Natalia Martins, you know, she's a, uh, a life coach, hashtag NWA fam on her stuff because wrestling is, is high culture and it's about life and relationships. And, and so, uh, we, you know, we're, we're all about that. And so anywhere you see any of those names I just mentioned, please like, follow, share, get them over, 
elevate them, get them monetized so they can make a little money. You know, you'll make a lot of money in this business. It's a labor of love. So uh, buy the merchandise, uh, support independent wrestling. One last thing I want to put over. Yes. And, I, and I'll stop because I'm long-winded, man. I know this is Oh, this that's is fine. I like that. I, I'm usually long-winded. <laughs> so go ahead. Uh, I want to put over, if, if you get a chance, tonight we are releasing for the first time ever, the, our friends at, at the American Wrestling Federation, because we don't have any strictly wrestling content right now uh, coming out of the NWA, which is not forever. That's going to change very soon. But in the, in the time for the time being, they have agreed to allow us to put their viral content, which is their their internet only show, on the NWA podcast channel. I'm nice. going to be uploading that tonight, uh, season two, episode one. If you get a chance to go back and follow their channel on YouTube, the, I did today uh, actually. AWF viral. Please do that. Yeah. Uh, it's outstanding stuff. And again, uh, Alex Taylor, who who is, is very prominently featured, this is a guy who rubs shoulders with Crimson. He's one of them Tennessee boys. He's trained with Seth Rollins. He's a legitimate star, and uh, it, it is a legit promotion. And and they're trying to do something that to 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 hold the the, the wrestling crowd over during the COVID crisis. And and it's a good thing. So we're going to upload that tonight. Over like, share, support them too, and um, and. It is what it is, man. It Hashtag is what, fam. It is what it is. All right, Robert. Thank you for giving me your time tonight. And uh, I'll see you around on the NWA pod. I'll see you in the circles, man. We're all in the same, we're all in the same ring. Hey, man. Much love, brother. Thank you for having me. Yeah, have good a great night. Good to talk to you. Yeah, good night, Rob. <laughs> all right. All right, awesome. Uh, this guy is called the Standing Streamer. <laughs>